0: For you to position your offer you have to know who you're throwing rocks at because it's the rocks that you throw that again build that mental bridge from your competitors to your to your offer the internet has made it easier than ever to start a business succeeding on the internet now that's another story the big question is what are those who are succeeding doing differently this podcast has the answers hi My name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So... I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. the previous episode, you heard from Dr. Benjamin Hardy, who told us all about the book he just released called Personality Isn't Permanent. He shared about the importance of acting as your future self to reach goals faster. Guys, it was absolutely fascinating. Make sure to check it out. But stick around. I'm coming up next to do an overview dive into the dream traffic definition framework. We just finished the six-part series, and it is important to put everything together to just gain a perspective and create the glue around the dream traffic framework. I'm super stoked! So tune in, and here we go. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lesanne Murphy, and it is a awesome. Well, when I'm recording this, it is a Thursday afternoon. It is rainy. I live in Utah, so it is not often raining. So, if you hear some little pitter patter or a burst of thunder in the middle of this episode, then know that I am recording it when it's raining outside. Um, I don't know about you, but I just love the smell of rain. Um, But, okay, yeah, let's get back into the episode. So, I've got a solo episode today, which is all about what I call dream traffic. Now, this is not an unfamiliar concept to you guys, because I have been talking about it for the last couple months, and um, it's something that that I have been going through each aspect of 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 it so that we can understand, and the last little episode I was on, I finished up all of the graphics by talking about customer archetypes, but I wanted to go through in this episode and really recap everything again all in one episode, so we have a recap of... of what dream traffic is and what are the aspects that we need to understand in order to create that dream traffic, okay? So there's lots to consider, but it is all incredibly important because when you're selling with automated selling systems like funnels, you have to predict what the customer is going to think in their mind and do and behave. And the only way you can predict that is if you do in-depth customer research, Okay, so this process takes you step by step to make sure you understand them correctly so that you can rock your messaging, content creation, funnel building, ad creation, all to the point where your customers feel like you are literally looking into their soul and understanding them. When this happens, it creates trust. And when people trust you, they buy, all right? So dream traffic is a process designed, again, to get into the mind of your dream customers so that your offer your products and service will create an easy sale without hitting objections. Now, you guys that have been listening regularly, you know what this term is because I've been talking about it for weeks, but this is still a really new term and it is something that I that I am just just adamant about getting out into the marketplace. So, the way I discovered this was by working in my agency and recognizing that there were certain campaigns that they were set up the exact same, but they were performing incredibly different for, for clients. And, and it was, it was just interesting to me because, um, you know, working in my Facebook ad agency, I, I understand how to set up ads to achieve different results. So when similar campaigns were getting such different results, I would, I, I'm, I'm the type that just loves to dig into the data and figure out exactly what is going on. But I was constantly, just confused why some clients were just soaring through the roof and then others were just just stopped in their tracks and when I really dug into it and look at the different reasons why some campaigns were successful and when they weren't and looking at the entire system like you can't just isolate ads and then isolate the funnel like it's the whole system from the second someone sees an ad all the way till they purchase and you are fulfilling the products like that is one system, that is one breathing system that you have to look at and organize and make sure that everything in that system is congruent. Um, when I really looked at what was going on with my clients, I saw one major pattern. And the pattern was this, that those of my clients that understood their who on a deep psychological and behavioral level and matched their messaging in their ads and in their funnel to that who, their dream customer, they win. And when I mean, and by win, I mean they had several things that really made a difference to the bottom line in their business. They had a lower cost to acquire a client. They had greater margins on their sales. As a result, they had better customers that were behaving better in their in their offers. They had a high value of lifetime clients. So clients are staying with, these with these uh, entrepreneurs longer. uh, The entrepreneur themselves have more joy and fulfillment because they actually like serving these people. And ultimately, it leads to a thriving business. Without understanding the who, running a business is like constantly trying to drive a square peg into a round hole. You've heard me say that many times, but I just can't reiterate enough that without congruence, you're going to lose. So We've, t- and we, I, sh- I shared this in one episode, but I, I think it's a really, really important, um, important analogy. For those of you that wear corrective lenses, uh, whether it's eyeglasses or contacts, and you've been to the eye doctor, you've seen that machine that they put right in front of your eyes. You're sitting in the dark room, you get your eyes dilated and they bring that machine and they put lenses in front of your eyes and they say, which is, which makes the image in front of you clearer, clearer image one or two image one or two? And you tell them which one. So let's say you say number two, and then they say, okay, what about this next set? Three or four? Three or four? Okay, and then you choose four, and then they're like, okay, which is clear? Two or four? Two or four? And you go through this until you find the exact match of lenses so that the image in front of you, you're seeing at a perfect 20-20. Now, if any of those lenses are off, then your vision is blurry. And this is the same thing for your dream customers. If anything in your funnel is off from your ads, your funnel, your messaging, the application that they fill out, the order form that they hit, if any of it is blurry, then it creates confusion. And when you have confusion, people bounce and they do not buy. And so it is so important to get all of these lenses in order so that You have dream traffic, which means they run through your funnel smoothly and they purchase. Now, to uh, find your dream traffic, there's a specific process. I like to call it my 3D process. We are going to literally bring dimension to your dream customer to create traffic for yourself. The 3Ds are define, discover, and drive. Okay, we've got to define your who, discover where they are hanging out online and decide how to drive them to your product or offering so in the last few series of my solo episodes we have been talking all about the first d of the 3d model which is define okay we haven't even gone into discover and decide but in order for those to be way more simple you have to first define your dream customers so they can become your dream traffic so Remember, there are six major graphics to consider in the definition component of the 3D model. I want to hit on each one briefly so that we can go over the entire framework because we've spent the last couple of months breaking it apart. So I wanna, I wanna introduce to you, and, and we've we've separated it into different things, but this is the good cop-bad cop framework. Okay which refers to the aspects you need to consider when creating your dream traffic. Now, just like in the movies, the good cop, bad cop method entices the person that they are interrogating to cough up the information needed in the investigation. Going through this framework helps you get to the bottom of your dream traffic investigation. All right, so you're gonna notice that bad cop goes through all of the, demo- all of the graphics that we've gone through in the last several weeks. B stands for the behavioral graphics, A stands for archetype graphics, D stands for demographics, C stands for competitor graphics, O stands for offer graphics, and P stands for psychographics. We're going to go, I'm going to go through each of these in general so that we have an overview of each of those, but, but this, these are the graphics that can, that comprise the, the bad cop framework which helps you understand your dream traffic so that you can pull them out of the woodwork get the information that you need so that you can again sell them get into their mind and sell them now let's go back to b behavioral graphics so remember with behavioral graphics this is all about their um their consumer behavior okay um so Here, we're trying to figure out what problems are they trying to solve? What results are they trying to achieve? What programs or services have they bought before? Uh, Who is driving their beliefs and are they problem aware or solution aware? Right? So remember, we talked about the levels of awareness. You have people that are unaware. Then when you move, you go from unaware to pain aware, from pain aware to problem aware, from problem aware to solution aware, from solution aware to product aware, and then from finally from product aware to identity aware. So wherever people are in this awareness uh, spectrum depends on how easy or difficult it is to sell them on your product. Okay, people don't buy content, they buy results, they buy solutions to their problems. And so understanding the behavioral graphics, that making sure that they are buyers in the marketplace is critical to you being able to sell your product. Oftentimes entrepreneurs, they want to go after people that, that that have that are brand new and they haven't used the product or service before, but that's actually a really bad idea because if they're not a consumer in the marketplace of the similar marketplace that you're wanting to sell them, it is so much harder to get them to pull out their wallet the first time than it is to get them to pull it out a subsequent time. All right. So, behavioral graphics. The A is all about archetype graphics, okay? So, we went over this just the last solo episode, so this is going to be more familiar, but remember, there's one main question here, and it's this. If you had to create major buckets to place people in, what buckets would you create? And remember, there are a few factors that become the big separators in terms of these groups. They tend to be age, experience, awareness level, and whether they... Whether the prospect prefers a do-it-yourself model, a done-with-you model, or a done-for-you model. So these archetypes, remember, this is so important because with your dream customer, you don't just have one dream customer, you have different segments of dream customers. You have to, and we call them archetypes. Okay, those archetypes are a group of people that and we and when I'm working with my private clients, I like to give them a code name that triggers all of the attributes of that person when we talk about them. So, for example, I was working with uh with Alex Elliot uh the, over the last couple of weeks and one of the archetypes that we created for her are, we called them lead needers, okay? So people that are looking for leads in their business can use some of Alex's solutions. So when we say lead needers, instantly things go off in her brain about what a lead needer is. What's their general age? What experience are they, are they looking at? what? What is their awareness level? What type of service are they looking for? And the other graphics come into her mind because we've categorized them into an archetype. All right, so we've gone over behavioral graphics, which is all about consumer behavior, and archetype graphics, which is all about the major buckets that we're putting people in. Okay, the next is demographics. Now, with demographics, again, this this was the very very first episode when we, when we talked about this. Uh, but remember, demographics are this is the category that usually everyone thinks about when they think about dream customer. It's things like age. Um, people normally think about like age, profession and and often that's it. Like whenever I ask people like what tell me about your dream customer? They say oh, it's it's entrepreneurs between uh, female entrepreneurs between the ages of 25 and 40 and I'm always like is, and is that it? Like there's so much more, right? We've learned all of these graphics to put more meat on the bone and again make our dream customers literally jump out and be three-dimensional. So, there are even more demographics than when we consider. they're usually physical characteristics. These are the type of demographics that are often on like census surveys or on surveys if we're if, if we take any type of, of academic survey. But they are these age, gender, marital status, political affiliation, religious affiliation, geography, profession, education and income level okay all of these play an important role because they determine the messaging you talk to someone who is a high school graduate different than someone that is a college graduate there's different levels of of language and speech there and there's a different uh different type of conversation that happens there same with whether someone is married or not right like there's you have different conversations with single people than you do with married people uh and so and for some products and services, though, like some of these don't apply, but often, often they do, especially like if you, if you're paying attention to marital status and maybe you're going after the spouse to buy something for their spouse and they're not buying it for themselves. Like that impacts how you communicate with your prospect. Okay. So we have behavioral graphics, archetype graphics, and demographics. Next comes C, which is competitor graphics. So for competitor graphics, we have four things that we're considering here. With competitor graphics, remember this is about understanding what is going on in the marketplace currently that is similar to your products. Understanding it's like surveying the field, right? Before you go out and stake your claim, you have to see what's already going on. So the things here to consider are competitors, gurus, compliments, and messaging. So For competitors, you're asking yourself, what are similar products or services that exist in the marketplace, right? So you're looking at people that are direct competitors, um, and then you're looking at gurus. Who is promoting the benefits of what your product or service offers? Beliefs drive behavior. And so who is driving the beliefs? Because if you can line yourself up with the beliefs that are driving the behavior that you want, then it is often much easier to sell. Next, compliments, okay? Who is serving a product or service that boosts the effective of yours in the marketplace, right? Just like like there was no need for laptop covers before there was laptops, right? So uh, the laptop industry created all sorts of needs for complementary products like laptop cases and um, wireless mouses and wireless keyboards and uh, having a second charger and... I mean, you name it. And and those accessories didn't need to exist until the laptop was created. And that's the same for every product. What are the complementary products that boost the effectiveness of yours in the marketplace? Those are really important because they create JV opportunities uh, for you and your and your business, and they also create opportunities for where you could also be a complement to somebody else. And the last thing is messaging. What angles are selling to compete, what, what angles are selling uh, the prospective clients from your competitors, right? If your competitor is ha- being, having success with a certain angle, it would be wise to figure out why and even mimic it and try it, right? You could try something totally different, but there's a reason why that competitor chose that angle. They have probably spent thousands and thousands of dollars on advertising, figuring out what angle works by you being close to the messaging of your competitors it allows you to almost like um like hang out on the back and get a ride from from the competitor because they've already spent the money to learn that kind of like how there's um what like a like a barnacle that grows on the back of a sea turtle or something like that like the barnacle is getting a free ride because of the work that the turtle is doing to to move around the ocean Okay, the next is offer graphics. So again, we have behavioral graphics, archetype graphics, demographics, competitor graphics, and now we're moving on to offer graphics. Okay, now everything that we've talked about up to this point has to do with how um, the orientation of your prospect, whereas when we get to offer graphics, we're talking about how the prospect is oriented towards your particular product or service. Okay, there's two main categories here. That is everything to do with your actual product. And then we talk about the beliefs associated with your product. So in regards to the product, you have to consider the process, which is what is the process that people go through with your product or service? Like how long are are they enrolled in it? How long can they use your thing? The value, what do they get access to? Which is essentially the stack. The price, how do they pay, how often do they pay? The USP, which is the unique selling proposition, this is all about benefits. So essentially, why should people want to use your product or service over other people? The outcomes, what can be expected to occur or change by using your product or service? So again, this is huge, right? Like This is talking about all the results, like what are the planned results that you have for this product or service? And then rock throws, who do you throw rocks at in order, to, in order to enter the conversation of the mind of the customer? This is super important because for you to position your offer, you have to know who you're throwing rocks at because it's the rocks that you throw that, again, build that mental bridge from your competitors to your, to your offer. All right, then we move over to beliefs. And Russell Brunson talks about this all the time. There are vehicle beliefs, which are the beliefs that people would have, um, the limiting beliefs that people would have against your product itself. So like what rocks would they throw at your offer to justify them not buying your thing and going with another solution? There are internal limiting beliefs, What internal beliefs do they have about why they personally would not be successful using your product or service? So this is things like, oh, I'm not skilled enough or I'm not strong enough or I'm not old enough or whatever. I'm not young enough, whatever it might be. And then external beliefs. What factors outside their personal capacity would keep them from buying or being successful with your product or service? These are usually time and money. So what objections and limiting beliefs do they have with time and money that you can squash and how you create your offer so that that's not an issue? Thinking through this is critical because it it, it affects what you say in your advertising uh, to be ultimately effective. All right, and then the last thing in our bad cop model is psychographics. Psychographics is kind of like, it's like the... uh, The spirit that brings everything to life. And the reason for that is because it has everything to do with the mind and the heart of of the prospect. So, with here, we're looking at personality. With personality, we're considering what is their character, all right? What what is important to them? The values, uh, the attitudes, how do their values make them behave? The interests, what are their interests and hobbies? All of these, this personality creates a lifestyle. What is the outward appearance of their personality? Okay, Also, we also hear, think about pain points. What brings them to your product or service? This one is very, very important um, to consider what brings them to your product or service. And then fears, what keeps them from solving this on their own? There's a reason why they're looking for help for the solution. And It's usually fears that are keeping them from figuring it on their own. Um, Next is motivators. Why do they keep trying to find a solution? If they are, if we're following our customer uh, or, or our behavioral graphics section, we know that they're a buyer. So they've bought other things from customers previously. And so they're unhappy with those for some reason. So what is motivating them to keep finding a solution? And then lastly, status orientation. I love this little bit because people care about status. Everybody does, but there's different kinds of status. Do people care about competitive status or complementary status? And what I mean by that is by competitive status, are they trying to be better than everybody else? Are they trying to prove something to themselves or to family members? That's that's the competitive type of status. And then if they achieve it, if they, then it proves that they're better um, than than their neighbors or better than a family member that doubted them. Or do they care about... Complimentary, um, where they care less about being the king of the hill and they want to be at the top of the hill with the other top players. So it's basically like, do you want to eat next to the king or dethrone the king? Right? Dethroning the king is competition, eating next to the king is complimentary. A lot of people join programs, groups, products, or services because they want to belong, right? They want to. They want to be a part of a group or be next to some higher status people. That's a complementary approach. Okay, so again, we got those psychographics. So personality, lifestyles, pain points, fears, motivators, and status orientation. So this is a brief overview overview of the bad cop, the good cop, bad cop framework. Um, and what we need to understand in order to define our dream customers so that we can create dream traffic out of them and know exactly what it is going to take to drive them to our product and service where they are eager and willing and excited to buy so guys we officially made it through all the graphics in one episode Uh, So this process that we go through, this is something that I go through with all of my private clients to ensure that their Facebook paid traffic has the best chance of success out of the gate. Before I even think about ad copy with them, we go through this process with every single one. And what I've found is that each entrepreneur that has some, that I do this with, they have major epiphanies as they go through this exercise because it creates major change for their messaging and their approach in their funnels. So the reason why I'm talking about this in the podcast is because it is my goal to get this framework to people before they spend thousands on ads, learning these hard lessons by money and data. Now data is powerful. You know me, I'm a numbers freak. I talk about numbers all the time. That is an incredibly powerful approach, but wouldn't you want to get the work done and get ahead before spending a penny on ads. I bet you would. It's like making sure that that before a plane takes off, all of the settings are exactly right. Not as you're running down the runway, you're like going through everything and doing check 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 check, like you are making sure that everything is set and ready to go before you hit hit publish with those with those ads. So, Dream traffic is critical. It's so important. And it is the path and key to success with understanding, um, with, with making sure that your prospects are the most likely to engage and purchase your product or service, um, So by the way, while I've got you, remember, remember that we are continuing to add to the Marketing Matrix Toolbox every week. It has tons of free marketing resources that are gathered from our podcast guests. And because it's updated weekly, it is something that you can go into and like find something new all the time. We, um, in our email, every week we... uh, We, we tell, we talk about what is coming out in the toolbox new each week. So if you want access to that and you're not on the email list, then go ahead and reach out to me and I can make sure that you're getting those emails. Um, or you can also, um, get access to the toolbox by going to toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com to get instant access today. So we have tons of amazing, amazing tools in there. We have tools from Catherine Jones, Alex Elliott, Kevin Steven, Chantel Turner, um, Krista Nichols, Amanda Osceoli, uh, so many more. And it is just growing and growing every week. It really is so cool and so exciting. Um, and we, I just got some this week from, from some people that I'm not going to reveal yet, but they are seriously legit and so exciting. Um, and then don't forget like if you if you I would love to hear your thoughts on on these podcast episodes and so we're having conversations about these episodes in my Facebook group so you can join those conversations the group is called Facebook ads for coaches course creators and lifestyle brands and the URL there is www.facebook.com slash groups slash fB. Ad Ninjas. That's FB as in Facebook, Ad as in Advertising, and Ninjas as in Ninjas. So, all right, guys. It has been a pleasure talking with you today, going through this framework. I respect and honor your time that you've spent to listen to this, and I don't take that lightly. I know that um, you're, when you're listening to anything or reading anything, you're choosing to do that above other things, so just know that I value that, and again, I would love to get the conversation going. Like, how is this How is this dream traffic framework affecting your business? I really, I legitimately wanna know uh, because I know that it impacts um, all of the ads of every single one of my clients. and so I want to see how it's helping you in how you're creating content and um, how you're talking to your prospective customers and how it's converting those customers. All right, guys, you are the best. It's so great to talk to the Marketing Matrix Nation. I love doing it as, as often as I can and uh, just can't wait to see you next time on the Marketing Matrix. Thank you for tuning into the Marketing Matrix podcast. On the next episode, we hear from Krista Nichols. This copywriting powerhouse just knows her stuff. She speaks all about the importance of understanding your target audience to create good copywriting. She even talks about her goat. Yeah, now how's that for an open loop? Click to the next episode to hear the whole thing. And while I've got you, I wanted to remind you about the Marketing Matrix Toolbox. This resource has tons of free marketing tools to make your marketing journey easier. We add new content to it each week. So check it out and register for instant access at toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com. And if you wanna join the conversation surrounding marketing, I've got a great free Facebook group for that. And we not just talk about marketing, but we really focus in on Facebook ads. So that group is called Facebook ads for coaches, course creators, and lifestyle brands. Would love to see you in there check it out. Here's the URL, www.facebook.com slash groups FB, as in Facebook, Ad Ninjas. That's FB Ad Ninjas. So would love to see you in there, guys, and become a future Ad Ninja. All right, that's it for now. See you next time on The Marketing Matrix.